Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've got a real live expert when it comes to Scientology joining us on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And we've got a, a friend that we call on in times like these where Scientology is in the news. We need somebody who understands Scientology, who can give us the lens through which to see these stories. That person is our friend Natalie Webster, and she is an ex-Scientologist, and she's joining us today to talk about a couple things. So, first among them, hi, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hey, Colleen and Bradley. Okay. We're so happy to have you. So, we saw this story about uh, John Travolting, as we like to call him now, who's mm-hmm. a storied Scientologist. We knew we needed to get your opinion about it. It's essentially a story saying that a picture, John Travolta, a film, that is, uh, that John Travolta is currently starring in, was pulled back from its release and that had us wondering hmm does this have anything to do with his travolting behavior hmm inquiring minds want to know right it's very unusual to pull this movie 10 days before it's supposed to be released and in the current climate with everything going on in terms of sexual assault sexual harassment we have known for a long time john travolta has a history of accusations was it back in 2012 he was being sued by a massage therapist mm-hmm. for touching him on his bathing suit part. Mm-hmm. And he was, I believe, kicked out of the peninsula, which is a spa in New York, for something similar. You know, there's these allegations that have gone on for years. And personally, I believe John Travolta and I have one big thing in common, and that's that we like the men. Uh-huh. Yes. I think you and are not alone in that. No. And, you know, it's for this to happen, of course, my mind went right to is something about to come out that's new, current, or that's more substantiated, where, you know, the people making the movie were like, well, we can't touch this. Well, I wish more people would have... Unlike what John Travolta said said to the massage therapist. I did want to ask, Natalie, if you can just shed light on... For people who are are new to the concept of Scientology, the fact that um, that John Travolta, as you mentioned, may be more interested in men than he is women, which is part of the rumor that we've heard about him for a long time, can you explain why that and Scientology aren't necessarily in agreement? And not only that, Natalie, but can you also shed light on, like I, I've said for years, I'm not alone, a lot of people have said he he seems like a prisoner in Scientology, mm-hmm. and part of his sexu- rumored sexuality would would indicate why that's the case, if you could shed light on both those things. 
Sure. In Scientology, homosexuality is seen as an aberration. L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, talks about in different books that he's written about homosexuality and calling it an outright aberration, something mm-hmm. that needs to be corrected and fixed. It's a very homophobic environment. If it's found out that you're gay, then they take steps to try and make you not gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think that works out very well. Mm -hmm. When I was in Scientology specifically, I was in the C organization, the management body for Scientology International. And if you found out, I knew a couple people that it came out that they were gay and they actively, you know, having, having sexual activity and they were kicked out or they were disciplined severely. So it is not a group you want to belong to and be gay. You know, and, and, and not only that, but I know from uh, Lawrence Wright's book about the Church of Scientology and specifically regarding um, John Travolta, you know, when you are in Scientology, you're doing uh, the pro- you're essentially sharing with someone your deepest, darkest secrets. And um, people have alluded to the possibility that the church will then record those things and uh, sort of hold them over people's head or at least give them the impression that should they decide to leave the church publicly, that they might have to suffer the sort of um, uh, release of that information. Absolutely. That is a fact. When you receive Scientology counseling, every one of those sessions are recorded with audio and video. It's part of the training program, too, and training their counselors in Scientology. They're called auditors. Those sessions are recorded. And there have been news reports that have come out over the years. Senior members, senior leaders in Scientology have left and come out and said that those recorded sessions, even of people such as Tom Cruise, it came out that the head of Scientology, David Miscavige, would watch those videos where Tom Cruise would be discussing sexual activity and whatnot. So for every parishioner, they were recorded when I did them. They absolutely were recorded for John Travolta. Beyond that, if you go into the church and you're being handled for some kind of a misdeed, you know, sin, if you will, that's written down. These people, the Church of Scientology keeps incredible records on their members. So if John Travolta is not ready to, you know, come out and say, hey, this is who I am, and it's true, I'm either bisexual or or I'm gay, whatever it is, yes, that would be held over his head. Absolutely, it would. Oh, it's so fascinating. And so, and so this movie that, uh, that he, it's, it's about John Gotti and his wife, Kelly Preston, who's also Scientologist, is in that movie alongside him. And they've pulled it now 10 days before it was supposed to be released. Mm-hmm. Do you have that any really, thoughts about what, how, what if Scientology may have had anything to do with that decision? You know, I don't, and this is all speculation. I, I don't believe they would have, I mean, it doesn't benefit them to have the movie pulled. It's quite the opposite right. because it creates, it sheds light once again on John Travolta and asking the question of, why would a studio pull a movie like this? It really, a lot of people were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. John Travolta's made some good movies. And especially a movie that he's in with his wife. You right. know, if you're a fan of John Travolta and Kelly Preston, you've been waiting for something like this for a long time. It, there's more to it there. And I know, you know, the speculation goes right to, is something coming out? Are they splitting up? Is it coming out that... He has, in fact, engaged in these activities, or he has, you know, made inappropriate sexual advances. We know, 
based on what's come out in the media, the allegations about massage therapists, but mm-hmm. you know it's probably got to go beyond that. Right. You know, there's got to be, and with everything that's going on right now and coming out, it makes a lot of sense. It's where my mind goes right to. It would not surprise me. I was thinking earlier, and I wanted to ask, and again, this is all speculation, but Natalie, I was curious about what your thoughts are in the marriage between uh, John Travolta and Kelly Preston, who are both Scientologists, public Scientologists. Um, Do you think, like, do you think they've had conversations about his desires and how would that go like would she then have to like man would it be mandatory for her is to report a, yeah is it something there you think that they're aware of or it's something where they nobody talks talk about, about it? it no well they're they're absolutely i believe that she does know because it's known about within the church of scientology i have friends that worked at in certain levels and certain areas of the church of scientology that since leaving scientology you know, we've had conversations, because that's always one of my curiosities. Is it mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. <laughs> about John Travolta? And they said, yes, you know, sadly it is. And not sad because that's his sexual preference, but because he is being held somewhat prisoner. And the other thing you need to remember is when they lost their son, mm-hmm. John Travolta and Kelly Preston, that, of course, as it would anybody, devastate them. He was destroyed. Mm-hmm. He had, I believe it was one to three Scientology handlers with him 24 hours a day for a couple of years. Mm. And, you know, I think he viewed that. I, I remember an interview he gave one to, you know, they were with me the whole time and helping me. And really, it's like with him the whole time to make sure he doesn't use that as an opportunity to leave. It's often those big, life-changing moments when someone decides, you know what, I can't keep doing this. I can't stay in this organization. So there, you know, was a time when there were rumors about the fact about him leaving Scientology. And I think that the church just doubled down on keeping him there. And Kelly would be a part of that process. Hmm. And he is a very committed Scientologist. I've always thought more than him. And Hmm. I wouldn't doubt that, you know, she believes, if you're a Scientologist, you believe that if you're gay, that that can be corrected. Interesting. And, well, hope. and it does give you, you know, like this is so, and if you guys are just joining us, we we're talking to Natalie Webster about um, John Travolta and specifically this movie that was going to come out. It's now been pulled back. There's questions as to why that is, but we're kind of just fascinated with the whole John Travolta story. Just, you know, before we uh, head to break and we're going to keep you into the next segment. Um, I've just always felt like he is such a product of the time and the culture mm-hmm. in which he was you know, raised and most importantly shot to fame. Like I feel like his emotional maturity probably ended when he became famous, which was at a very young age because normal people that's, you know, like you, you confront your identity at some point you express it publicly. He, for whatever reason, wasn't able to at the time because of the culture, presumably, and then was sort of trapped by that never sort of came to terms with it. And then you add on to that the layer of Scientology, which already is sort of this like secrets keeping um, mm-hmm. institution that it, it I, it's not that I'm trying to excuse any of his behavior, but you do kind of feel like he's somebody who is sort of a prisoner to himself as well as Scientology. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Absolutely. He has a lot to lose in his mind, I'm sure. Cause you know, if you, leave Scientology, and especially if you talk about it publicly, you lose any friend or family member that stays in Scientology. 
Right. So if Kelly, his wife, truly is the committed Scientologist that she appears to be, he's going to risk losing his wife. He's going to risk losing his daughter, who mm-hmm. now has to be in her teens. You know, there, there's a lot that's on the line. And I have a lot of compassion for him because it's the way, just how you described it, you know, and he's not being his authentic self. And who he is. And, and I think about how painful that has to be. I remember when I was in Scientology and wanting to leave and wanting to not participate in a lot of what they were doing and seeing many of the human rights abuses I was seeing, knowing what that meant, knowing mm-hmm. what I would lose. And for him, it's going to be done on a public scale. Yeah, the stakes a, are, the are so large. national spotlight. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Natalie Webster, she's our resident ex-Scientologist. She's going to stick with us because when we come back, there was a story we talked about a little bit. We touched on yesterday about Danny Masterson and his, uh, his accusations of rape and the fact that all of the accusers and Danny Masterson are Scientology, some speculation, are Scientologists, some speculation about what that may have had to do with what happened with those accusations with Natalie Webster after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Here is what Brittany posts on Instagram. Is she auditioning to be the voice of Chipette and Elvin and the Chipmunks? I mean, what, what is going on here? Well, <laughs> well, she was giving it her Elvis Southern treatment, and she wasn't a marble player. That wasn't Elvis Southern treatment, Lori. That was not Elvis Southern treatment. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. The radio home of, oh, I'd see that. I loved the book. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're talking with our resident ex Scientologist about some Scientology related stories on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we're talking with Natalie Webster. She's a friend of the show who is an ex Scientologist who always is able to lend an, uh, sort of an expertise that we don't necessarily have when it comes to Scientology. So, the other thing we wanted to talk to you about, Natalie, is this Danny. Masterson story and um, we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the show Uh, Danny Masterson of course uh, a person who has been accused now several times of uh, rape specifically and uh, Netflix has decided to finally sever ties at least partly uh, with him but um, there is and Colleen remind me of what the Scientology Easter Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. 
Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Hmm, what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Greg is. So, that he is himself, uh, he's a Scientologist. Yes. Uh, A number of his accusers, but one in particular for certain, is a Scientologist. And she, in 2004, had reported her rape to the LAPD and there was some thought that maybe that didn't quite get investigated because perhaps Scientology has ties in the LAPD. Any thoughts on that, Natalie? I got deep feelings about this one. Okay, go girl. <laughs> go. Let them go. My blood. Danny Masterson is being accused of violently raping four women. Now, these women, I I believe they did all report it. One or two of them originally, one ended up going to the police, but they did go to the Church of Scientology about it. Um, As I understand it, they're also Scientologists or were at the time. Now, in the Church of Scientology, it is they don't want any kind of police uh, attention or investigations going on, and they don't want to involve the authorities. Needless to say, the authorities were not involved back then. And this was 2003, 2004, when this was going on. And again, we're talking about four women. Mm -hmm. And nothing was done about it. And then one of his victims did eventually make her way to the LAPD. What you need to understand about that is the LAPD is, I don't know how else to put it, except to say in bed in a large, a big way with the Church of Scientology, there are often speakers from the LAPD that attend Church of Scientology events or their front groups. The Church of Scientology makes donations to the LAPD on a regular basis and supports them activities, their activities. Not so unusual when you're part of a community, you know, a church would be doing that. Mm-hmm. But why wasn't this investigative? Now, Netflix just fired this guy. This just happened where they finally let him go. They have known for a few months. Tony Ortega on his blog, The Underground Bunker, he covers the Church of Scientology, broke this news a few months ago. I think it was one of his accusers were on, um, shared her story with Leah Remini. You know, Mm -hmm. this has been known about. It blows my mind that they knew about this, and I believe the LAPD covered a lot up. It was reported at one point that certain records were missing or had Mm. been lost. What the heck? Right. Now, Natalie, for the investigation, for Mm -hmm. the audience, can you sort of connect the dots with the LAPD? Because there's been a long and storied sort of like mm, questionable nature between uh, the relationship of Scientology and the LAPD, right? Yes. The Church of Scientology has employed multiple LAPD officers off duty to work private security at their different events. There's a very, there's a relationship that goes back years, a very tight, you know, mutually beneficial relationship that just reeks of corruption and favors that should not be being done. I think that's the time that I remember the most recently we were talking about this was when uh, Leah Remini asked the question, where is Shelly Miscavige, the wife of the leader of mm-hmm. Scientology who hasn't been seen in public since 2000? Seven? Am I making that up? In any case, she hasn't been seen in public, and 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 they sounded the alarm. Leah Remini filed a police report, and the LAPD basically was like, "Nothing to see here, guys. Don't worry about it." 
Mm-hmm. So this has been kind of well-known and open secret for quite some time. Absolutely. And it's becoming the worst kept secret, you know, mm. in Hollywood. And now it's, I, I believe it's all going to start to come out more publicly mm. with the cover-up of what the Church of Scientology did with this. The minute that it came up saying, okay, these records are gone or missing, we talked about... Yeah. Oh, we gotta go. Natalie, we love you so much. We're gonna have you back. Thank you we'll so you much. Back, okay, we'll be back. Love you. And we'll be back love with some too. D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Yeah, more of them. My Talk 107.1. Everything. If you will come with me, we'll float too. Entertainment. You know, celebrities sometimes act like real jerks, and we're going to talk about that. Sometimes? Mm-hmm. I think every day, all day. <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and these are your celebrity D-bags. Oh. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I would like to talk about... A gal by the name of Catherine McPhee. Oh, no. Okay, so she and her buddy, who is uh, her, it's her friend that uh, was the director of The Help, the movie The Help. Um, The two of them are on a vacation in Mexico. They're in Cabo San Lucas. They're just getting some sun, getting some rays. Well, she and her friend, Catherine McPhee, and her buddy, they decided to crash a wedding. And... Then they got asked to leave the wedding because they weren't invited. Um, now that in and of itself, not D-bag worthy, right? Crashing a wedding. I mean, like, I think we've all done something similar, maybe yeah, at some point. No. Maybe you found I, yourself somewhere. I could somewhere never do that because I would just be like, I, I'm not doing the right thing. We're total rule followers. Yeah. But um, what ended up happening is the two of them went back to their room at their resort and they made a video. They made a video that ended up being um, put up on social media and then taken down when people started to react to it. But as social media is, it was saved forever. Uh, and people heard what these two women said. Hillary Shore and uh, Catherine McPhee made a series of videos, I think four or five videos, wherein they called the bride names for kicking them out of the wedding. They called her a loser. Okay. They called her a B word. Um, They explained that, okay, this is my favorite quote. Ready? This came from, um, from Catherine McPhee in a clip that was titled Bride Biatch. Catherine McPhee says the following. What bride does her own wedding security? If you're if you're doing your own security, you have a problem. Okay. Um, and like I said, they made a series of these videos and posted them on social media. One uh, was ca- titled "Dead Bride Hashtag Rude Bride." Uh, okay, you know, another sh- clip called "Loser Bride, a bride Bouncer." On the biggest day of her yes. life is probably not your best move. Yes, as an actress who has a public persona. Yes, even and, I know that. And you don't and get I'm to no actress. You don't get to call a bride a b-word for asking you to leave her most important well, you day do. of her you life. You just don't do it on social media. 
I mean, okay, you have different standards than I do. I'm just saying, like, we all have thoughts and opinions that sometimes we should keep to ourselves. Like this one. She should have invited page six, New York Post, of us coming and dancing the night away. By the way, I was ready to rock and roll. She would be so lucky to dance with me. I've got Okay, the only question I have, though, is was this video sort of tongue-in-cheek being rude? Well, they said it was after the fact. Because you know how the internet can be. Well, yeah. Because you and I both know. <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not trying to take away the thunder of your D-bag. Um, I'm not trying to take away, away your D-bag, D-bag thunder. thunder. <laughs> That's also your um, gorgeous ladies of wrestling name. <laughs> D-bag <laughs> thunder. Um, anyway, I just... I, I, there's some about her that just rubs me entirely wrong anyway. And so I'm, I'm, well, yeah. Didn't we just talk about her to sleeping with yeah. David uh, Foster, David Foster and trying to get with Kanye West? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's she, all I'm saying is she seemed quite innocent on, um, on when she was on American Idol and she has been an interesting person to follow in Hollywood. That was my Minnesota way of saying, I, mean, I don't think I like her. Very interesting. I don't like her. She's interesting. Which means you think she's a bitch, but okay. Mm-hmm, kind of. Okay. Um, can, we, can we move up to someone I know you think is a D-bag oh, 24 sure, yeah. to the 7? Yeah. Her name, Holly, uh, can you, do you know who I'm going to say? Do I? I don't know. Who do we pick on all the time? Goop. Yay! <laughs> Do okay. I want a prize for no. guessing? Mm-mm. No. Oh, okay. Uh, but I will tell you, the prize actually is this. Gwyneth Paltrow would like you to lose weight because you're a little chubs. You're a little fat. You need to lose about 14 pounds. In fact, you need to lose 14 pounds, Colleen, in four weeks. And her website has come up with a wonderful way for you to lose 14 pounds in four weeks. Now, let me guess. You and I both have uh, struggled with our weight. Uh, we've also lost weight. Mm-hmm. And gained weight. Lost it again. Gaining it, gained it again, today. Lost it again. In the break room when we shoved cookies in our face. You didn't. I did. Um, but my point is, you know a thing or two. How do you feel about losing 14 pounds in four weeks? That feels like it's not advised. I believe that yes. the correct, if I can go back to my, um, you know, former weight loss memories, I think they say two to three pounds a week is what's recommended. Yeah, like at most. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. on average, it's really about one or two mm-hmm. a week. Um, anyway, in Goop, most recently, she included Tracy Anderson. Do you do you know Tracy oh, Anderson? Oh, girl, yes. She is the trainer of Goop herself and former trainer of Madonna. Yeah. Remember, Gwyneth and Madonna got in fisticuffs nearly mm-hmm. uh, over their friendship. Yes. Now, she is known for her Tracy Anderson method, which is essentially starve yourself Mm -hmm. but she posted this weight loss plan on uh, goop and everybody of course was like um hey i know you live in an alternate universe called los angeles or southern california at some point um this is not healthy Mm -mm. can i read for you the diet okay i just breakfast okay and maybe some lunch options on the tracy anderson is it 14 day plan to lose 14 pounds oh it's Bradley, you said 14 pounds in a month. That's 14 oh my pounds God. in two weeks. No, you're weeks. right. It's Tracy Anderson's 14-day plan to lose 14 pounds. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to die. Okay. 
Uh, let's start with <laughs> breakfast. For okay. breakfast, choose one of the following. There air. are five options. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten ounces. Oh, okay. This of is air. breakfast. You get to pick okay. one. Okay, one. Ten ounces. Okay. Ten ounces of chilled Yogi Peach Detox Tea with two scoops of vanilla restart protein powder. So you can have ten ounces of water with some dust. Okay. Okay. Ten ounces, by the way. Less than a can of Coke? It's like, uh, no, a can of Coke is probably eight ounces, right? So, Oh, a bottle is 16 yes. ounces. Okay. So between a can and a bottle. Two, or you can choose two poached eggs with a sprinkle of rosemary sea salt. You can also have a side of sautéed kale and cherry tomatoes and rice wine vinegar. Okay, that's like more mm-hmm. appropriate, right? Or you can have a TNA Organic Ultimate Clear Bar. I'm sorry, a tea and... I don't know what that is. Um, that sounds inappropriate. Some kind of bar. So you can have some dust, some eggs, or a bar. Something tells me that stands for Tracy Anderson. Oh, no. Oh! To sell you her own uh, diet products? Interesting. You could also mm. try 10 ounces of chilled Yogi cinnamon vanilla tea with two scoops of dust. Or you can just snack on a cup of blueberries... Blackberries or raspberries. So a cup of berries would be your breakfast. For breakfast? Yeah. That's all. Well, you're going to lose 14 pounds in 14 days. How bad do you want this? Yeah. Do you really want to oh, lose weight? this is awful. Now, for lunch, I'm just going to make this easy for you. Your options are things like, but not limited to, a salad. Mm, that's not bad. A uh, breast of chicken mm-hmm. with a side of iceberg lettuce. Ew. Ew. Fish. A can of tuna with some mustard and a sliced cucumber. Are you serious? Wait, are you saying that's a meal? That's your meal. A can can of tuna tuna. and some sliced cucumber. It says one can of tuna in water, add mustard and capers, eat on sliced cucumber. Mm -hmm. Okay. For dinner then, you can have a fist, you know, basically a fist. Yeah, I don't want to be punching myself in the face by dinner. (laughs) Of tilapia, rainbow trout. It's a bunch of fish. And then um, you can choose a handful of uh, vegetables. So that's basically all you're eating for 14 days. There are some other suggested guidelines, which include but are not limited to things like drink lots of water. Okay. Well, I mean, don't eat eggs twice in a day. Oh. And um, opt for zero calorie fresh brewed tea. But you may have, look at this, you may have one to two glasses of wine per day. So when you're starving yourself by the end of the day, just Go drink two glasses of wine. Of and you're, do you know how insanely drunk you're yes, going to get? Yes, also, do you know how many bad decisions you're going to make after mm. those two glasses yeah. of wine? You're going to eat the, the, the there, cabinets. There goes, yes. <laughs> there goes that diet. I'm telling you that is sustainable for all of a day, possibly. Okay, but even if you got through 14 days, because we've all got some results. Uh then what right then Then that rubber band is gonna snap back so fast it gonna hit you upside the head Mm -hmm. you're gonna be unconscious and fat on the floor in five minutes or less because you're gonna go through the drive-through twice and um all bets are gonna be off that's awful so anyway she's Again, just proving the fact that G- Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow, is a horrible person. And that she's absolutely endorsing this type of behavior. Yeah. Although, I mean, I do expect it coming from a woman who won't feed her children carbohydrates and says that they go to bed with that specific type of hunger. This rich woman in Hollywood says that she allows her children to feel that specific kind of hunger. Yeah. I want everybody to just sit with that. Mm-hmm. That is the height of privilege. Well, it's also the height of 
well, I'm not going to use this term because I think it's not fair to judge other people parenting child abuse. Okay. Because I feel like you're giving your child an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley <laughs> but I'm show. I'm not allowed to say that because I don't have kids. Uh, we've got some science for you. I'm going to tell you what the best state is, state of the union, to be born in. Okay. Oh. And I'm going to give you some science to back that up after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. I saw Titanic, but I saw it in Dolby Vision. It's a whole different experience seeing it on the big screen. (laughs) Probably a very. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Very different experience than my VHS experience. Oh. Lex is like, is that Titanic. a ship or is that a dinosaur? I can't tell with the quality of this VHS Is that VHS a box tape. of steel cut oats or is that the Titanic? Exactly. Iceberg, what? There's an iceberg in Titanic? Is that Kate Winslet or Minnie Pearl? I can't tell with that hat. It's, this VHS copy is so scratchy and grainy, girl. Leonardo DiCaprio's in this movie? What? Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of being first to know if a new show sucks. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Where do the happiest people live? I'm going to tell you in oh. just a moment on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything <coughs> Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And at this point of the show, we like to support our uh, assertions with science. Mm. For example, Bradley, yes. California is the best place to live. Oh! Mm-hmm. Why? Because. California is the best place to live if you want to have a good, healthy, happy disposition. They did a research study trying to figure out where people were, uh, where people should live in, in the United States to have the best personality, and they found that California has the best personalities, and they attribute it to, among other things, the weather. They say, uh, the scientists say that the average, the average temperature is about 71 degrees, and that will produce the most agreeable, emotionally stable, and open people. Colleen? Yeah, hi. What? I was born in California. Were you? Yeah. Colleen? Yes? I was born in California, too. 
Wow. Okay. I'm starting to think this study is a little bit off. I'm just kidding. You guys have good dispositions. Do you see how um, quickly her tune changes, Holly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling mm-hmm. you guys, she's like, science. oh crap. No, but uh, I think that what they're okay. What they're saying is good weather leads to a, a positive mood and personality, but also those who live in live continue to live in in warmer areas, they don't suffer as much from depression. Well, duh. I I don't think humanity was supposed to live in climates like this. Really? Yeah. See, I think I was made to live in this climate. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because... Says I, the woman who blow-dried her toes Well, yeah, because it was that's true. Outside. No, but the reason why... Because think of me in a... I would... If I were in a climate like California year-round, I would have to be hiding indoors. Why? Have you been to California? No. I mean, different than Florida. Okay, so Florida, Southern Florida, sure. But California really is like sort of just, you know, like it's nice. But and, is the sun out? Yeah. Yeah, the sun and I have a disagreement. Look, in life. They ha- we have sun here. Yeah, I know. And I and spend those months. you do a crappy job avoiding that here. I know. So it's not like it'd be any worse your while. I would just be out in it more. All I'm saying is that I don't know what you're saying actually. I'm saying I think, you're I think just trying I, to argue with no, me for the I'm sake not. of arguing. I think that I've Nordic really people Hey, looks like you didn't get that good hey, California personality. It's because I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you want to know where one of the more curmudgeony states <laughs> well, is? Let me guess. Minnesota. No, actually it's Massachusetts. You know why though? Because why? everybody pronounces it wrong. And that would make me a curmudgeon if Massachusetts. Yeah, I hate when people say <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> they say that the temperature and the gloom of Massachusetts makes the people of Massachusetts not happy people. They're blunt and curmudgeony. What do they say about Minnesota? Nothing. Where do we fall? Nothing. Really? They don't care about us. Holly, where were you born in California? I was born. In Palo Alto. Where's that? That is in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. So you were up north. I was down south at the Camp Pendleton Marine Base. Oceanside. So sunshine, sunshine, yeah, sunshine. San Diego. Yes. Okay. I can see it in your personality. Hmm. Well, can you see it in this? No. <laughs> You're not looking. Okay. Stop. Okay. So not Colleen, the time. <laughs> I have some science for you. Uh-huh, what? Um, it turns out the secret to a lady politician's success. Yeah. Is in their voice. Oh, really? Why? Because. And it's actually not just a lady, but one of the the ladies that they pulled out mm-hmm. uh, as an example kind of makes the case. You mean if you talk like this, you're not going to be successful? Actually, you're closer than you think. Really? So the secret to a politician's success apparently is having a hoarse voice. Really? Oh, because it's like they stuck so, so you much. You talk like this, and um, you're going to be very successful. Vote for me. Do you want to vote for me? So you're saying stick a vote for me in your ballot box, okay? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. It. Tur- what were you going to say? Nothing. Go on. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. So research suggests that people don't want to vote uh, for someone uh, who is strong and authoritarian or perceived as a younger version of a leader. And they particularly enjoyed hoarse, lower and slower voices. Hoarse, (laughs) lower and slower. What are you doing right now? You sound like.
like you have uh, one of those things, a uh, tracheotomy. Oh, you did. Wh- what? That's what that. That's what that voice sounded like. That's my Harvey Firestein voice. Well, it, Harvey got lower and slower. <laughs> anyway, I find that interesting because I would think that politicians that have a lower and slower voice. Yes. Are they I I don't know that that is the most like trusty voice. Like if I hear that voice I don't go, "Oof, I trust that person." I'm trying to think of successful politicians and their voices and I can't think of any of them having low and slow voices. Well, because it, it turns out people with hoarse, flat or slow voices received a better response because apparently they're perceived as wiser and more competent than those with a high-pitched voice. So, oh my gosh. I, I would like to run your country and maybe you should vote for me. Can you imagine if Kim Kardashian ran for office, what that would sound like? It does make you think back, yes, because she would lose right, for a of number course. of reasons. But hi uh, guys, hey, can you vote for me? Well, but she has a she has a slow voice. That's true, right? But anyway, it does make you look back on the previous election and think about the two voices that we heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, huh? Lower and slower, you say. Yeah. I'm going to tell my kids this when they get to that age where they're running for office, you know, school office, like. Um, what president of the student body or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him just change your voice, speak low uh, and slow. Yeah, okay. So uh, now is the time. When you tell people four score and seven years ago. Yeah, start every speech with four score and seven years ago. And uh, when you okay, can you do that? Do your election voice or your politician voice yeah. and say this. Okay. When I'm student council president. When I'm student council president. I'll make sure we have. Three hours of recess. I'll make sure we have. If I if that voice said those words, I'd have to call Child Protective Services. <laughs> That's what I was trying to prove. <laughs> like, help! You'll never have to go to the principal's office. You'll never. You can just stay right here, kid. It's okay. You're fine. Come sit over here. Would there be candy after lunch? Would you want some candy? <laughs> All right, so that's how that's going to go. I have some packages I need you to help me put in my van. My arm's broken. All right, so I feel terrible uh, (laughs) segueing in this manner, but um, But on the other side of this, we are going to talk about... Oh, no. Awkward transition. It it transitioned itself. Um, We are going to be talking about... Some of the uh, allegations that we've been following throughout the past We're going to talk about Al Franken, Harvey Weinstein, and Matt Lauer. I'm sorry, all three of them in one happy... I think we need to do another study about low and slow voices. Uh Exactly. Thank you. We'll talk about those after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 1071. Everything. Snozberries. Who ever heard of a snozberry? We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. Entertainment.